0: Go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try.
1: Window get their second.
0: The only thing the league does, Newcastle
1: Hunters home rugby league. Welcome back to another episode of League Castle. We are heating right up as we head into the finals. Again, a big thank you uh, to our sponsors who help us bring the show to you each week, barring, of course, last, last week, which we'll get into in a sec. Uh, Tech Spet, who are getting behind our tipping competition, which is really heating up as we come into the finals for Newcastle and Hunter in a week and a bit's time. And uh, the final round of the Tui's Cup, the real NRL uh, the first grade now, uh, really heating up as I said and, and heading towards the finals with one round to go. So it's an exciting time of year. Thank you to our sponsors. Make sure to check out our social media pages and give us a review on iTunes if you can take the time. That'd be much appreciated. Normally this would be the point where i jump in and introduce my co-host but I am flying solo tonight so it'll be a briefer podcast than usual and we'll fire through a little bit of footy content before... We dig into the introduction of our judges for the League Castle Bachelor of the Year, which we're really looking forward to. So plenty to come on the show. First of all, I will uh, uh, reach out and address the uh, elephant in the room. There was no show last week. We appreciate all those people that reached out to me um, and to the page for the show on Facebook, uh, inquiring as to where we were. We just thought in light of everything that had gone on last week, it was a pretty frenetic week, uh, certainly in my world and, and in local rugby league. And so we left it well enough alone and just let it breathe and let it air. There's still lots of water to go into that bridge, but we'll leave that uh, as enough said on that matter and leave it for New South Wales Rugby League to address. And we'll jump into dealing with uh, some footy and uh, we'll start off with the Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League, and we'll start with the women's tackle. Now, I'm just going to run through the results from last week, uh, address the ladder and the fixtures coming up. We won't go into tips, etc. We will preview the games on next week's show with no Newcastle and Hunter on the long weekend. It'll be a much reduced schedule of rugby league. So, in the women's tackle, it was the usual suspects getting the wins. Aberglass a big 72 4 win over Dora Creek. Uh, Waratah-Mayfield, 58-18 winners at home against Maitland United and Berkeley Vale, 26-4. They defeated the Raymond Terrace Ravens, so that sees the latter finish up with Aberglassen as the minor premiers, Berkeley Vale one competition point behind, a couple of points back to Waratah and then Raymond Terrace, Dora Creek and Maitland United both finishing on two points with the win each against their respective uh, side down the bottom of the ladder that they cohabitate with. And uh, Maitland United will finish sixth on for and against, unfortunately for them. But a great season of women's tackle. All those clubs uh, should be proud. Dora Craig and Maitland United continued to turn up where they could and and have a crack, and and that's uh, credit to them. And they certainly improved over the years, so we look forward to seeing them returning in 2021. Uh, that means week one of the finals will be Aberglassen taking on Berkeley Vale and Waratah taking on Raymond Terrace. Both those games will be played at Waratah Oval, uh, scheduled for Saturday, the 10th of October. The Aberglassen game early in the day, 11:15, will decide who goes straight through to the grand final and the elimination semi final. 530 pm. It's the main game. It may even finish under lights depending on how our daylight savings kicks off. Uh, but it'll be a belt of Waratah versus Raymond Terrace. Waratah will go in his favourites at home. So we'll have a bit more of a look at those games, uh, as I said, in next week's show. Move right along to the Ladies League Tag B grade. Uh, the results, uh, according to the Play NRL website, we've got Shortland 36 0 winners over Swansea. Dungog in a thriller 18-12 over a much-improved Hamilton Ducks and Malabula 30-0 winners over the Dudley Magpies. Uh, this one, the latter, was up in the air until the uh, conclusion of the round, especially that Dungog-Hamilton game. We went into the, uh, the final round with a number of teams being in the hunt for finals and Hamilton, for instance, could have finished as high as second or as low as fifth, depending on results, but uh, the final wash-up is that Shortland are the minor premiers. We've known that for a couple of weeks on 18 points. Dungog claims second in the second bite of the cherry on 12. Malabula on 10 and Hamilton on 9. Those fixtures again. So with the 16 comp, it'll be a 14 final series. First, second, third, fourth play each other. The winner of first and second go straight through. The loser plays the winner of the elimination game in week two. That uh, qualifier for the grand final will be Shortland playing Dungog at St. John Oval. Both games 10 o'clock kickoffs here And the other one, Malabula will host Hamilton as the higher place finisher and hosting some finals this week up at Malabula. Bright and early start for the Lady Ducks. So that'll be a cracker and certainly well worth getting out early to see those two games. Make sure, of course, if you are getting out to those finals when we start to get to them that you uh, do follow all the COVID rules that are appropriate at that given time. Uh, Next up, the Ladies League Tag A grade. Uh, We'll just have a look at it and see how it shaped up from the previous weekend. Uh, So we had uh, Aberglassen. They had the buy in the ladies' league tag A grade. And uh, that sees them secure their minor premiership. Uh, A great result for a club that has uh, had a stranglehold on the ladies' league tag A grade in Newcastle and Hunter. They finished undefeated on 20 competition points. Um, the other results from the weekend, we saw Fingal Bay, they uh, had a result, uh, they went They went up to Greta Brankston and got a 30 to nil win over the Greta Brankston girls, uh, Lakeside Oval was to be hosting Raymond Terrace versus Maitland United, but unfortunately Maitland United couldn't field a side, and that means that Raymond Terrace chalked the two points there. And in the other game, Stroud hosted University, and it was a big win for the Horses as they continue their late charge into the finals. And, and that'll uh, be the one of the first fixtures for next week's round of finals as they'll take on University again, Stroud, and uh, they'll be looking for a bit better result. That'll be eleven forty-five, the second game at Malabula Sporting Complex. In the other games, and they'll kick off the day bright and early nine thirty a.m. against the Greater Brankston Colts, who snuck into the finals in sixth place, and that will be at Waratah Oval 9.30am, and at 10 o'clock up at Lakeside Sporting Complex, the Raymond Terrace Ravens will host Fingal Bay Bomboras, so a bit of a derby there in the ladies' league tag A grade at Raymond Terrace. Uh, the Terrace, the fortunate uh, ones there with hosting uh, semifinals, so they've had the, the luck of the draw, if you will, there. Um, so that's our women's results, and ladders, we'll jump into the men's now, and we'll work through in reverse order from... The Newcastle cut and Drill D-grade. Uh, the minor premiership was on the line at Jeffrey Park, and it was the Katara Bears pipping the Kursley Crushers 22 points to 20 to take out the minor premiership. And again, similar to that uh, game we just referenced in the league tag, they will clash in week one of the finals. In other results, Wanji and Lampton, New Lambton had finals come early. The winner would have claimed fourth. Wanji at home on their um, home turf of Wanji Oval got up 18 points to 12 in the final game, it was a massive win for the Shortland Devils, 58 points to 8, and that locked in third place for them, so uh, what we'll have is St John Oval's Shortland will take on 1G at 11.45 on Saturday the 10th, meanwhile the battle for a spot in the grand final will be Katara and Kersley, there's not much separated them, so it'll certainly be, certainly be worth getting up there to Lakeside over, one thirty on the 10th of October. Um, as I said, Lamp, the new Lamp, they narrowly missing out. They finished on seven competition points with Wanji on eight, and Glendale finished the season on four competition points. So not a lot separating teams there, and uh, but uh, a number of sides still in the hunt as we headed into that final round. Next up, we've got the Chase the Energy C-grade competition, and uh, the minor premiership had been decided heading into the final round, but there was still plenty of bragging rights to be had. Uh, we'll start off with those minor premiers. Budgiewoy 26 20, a very resurgent tall timbers. Uh, tall timbers heading into that final round with a very slim finals. Hope they would have needed to upset the ladder leaders to get through and have some other results go their way. Uh, Stroud in a similar boat. They couldn't defeat Swansea at home. They went down 16 points to 4 in a low scoring arm wrestle. The Hamilton Ducks took on fellow finals contenders Dungog up at Bennett Park and had a 28 point to 18 win to lock in third place. While the Morissette Bulls set a date with those Ducks with a 36-10 win up at Raymond Terrace. Uh, a fairly good display by the Bulls there to lock in fourth. And there's some mouth-watering encounters that we will see in the first week of finals. Bajewoi will head to Raymond Terrace even though they are the minor premiers. Uh, unfortunately with Raymond Terrace being one of the successful tenders, they do get their sides at home. So a challenge for Bajewoi An 11.45 kickoff up there at Lakeside Oval. Uh, The minor premiers will head into that one. Still warm favourites even on the road. Uh, At 2 o'clock at St. John Oval on Saturday the 10th, we see Swansea taking on Dungog. That is second place, fifth. And in the uh, third versus fourth game, Hamilton take on Morissette. There's been some cracking clashes between those two sides already this year and uh, undoubtedly they'll produce another one up there at Malabula. It's certainly uh, been a bit of a bone of contention, some of these final scheduling but unfortunately, the way it sits, uh, it's about trying to get as many clubs in one spot uh, as you can. And uh, teams that have got, clubs that have got multiple teams, etc. You know, the likes of your Aberglas and your Waratahs and Hamiltons. Just had to move the pieces. Raymond Terrace as well. So, um, yeah, it's certainly been a challenge, I don't doubt, for the competition organisers. But they've got everyone out there, and we're going to be lucky to play finals football on the 10th of October and uh, head into what is undoubtedly a red-hot three-week run now. Just for clarification, these six-team finals... Uh, It is first six, second playing fifth, third playing fourth. The two lowest ranked losers will be eliminated. The highest ranked loser will take on the highest ranked winner in week two and the other two winners will clash for their spots in the grand final. So there is a second bite at the cherry, just depending on who loses. Um, The only team guaranteed a second bite at the cherry is the minor premiers. So if Budgie were to lose, for example, in C grade, they are guaranteed to go through to the next week. Uh, but then other teams lower down the ladder, teams in second, third, fourth, etc., cetera, uh, will be dependent on those results. Um, so it'll be an interesting one to watch out how that plays out with all the permutations in uh, the ladies' league tag A grade, the men's C grade, and the win network premiership A grade, which we'll get to in a moment. Uh, we'll jump in now to the B grade competition sponsored by Sonali Sports. And there was certainly some interesting results uh, that threw some cats amongst the pigeons here. And... Uh, we saw a last-minute shift in terms of the fourth place. It was a, certainly, uh, if you're a betting man, you would have thought Malabula and Wallsend heading into these games were probably outsiders, and if either side was going to cause the upset, it was probably Malabula. They led the competition earlier in the year, but unfortunately, a run of injuries and some uh, tougher games have have seen them slip out into fifth spot. But, yeah, uh, the, the real the real upset here, Walls and Maryland on their charity day at the Grange, 48-14 to 14 winners over the and Ants. So Aberglassen have been in really good form, knocked off... Uh, the previously ladder-leading Dudley the week before. Uh, there's been some real hot and cold streaks in this competition, but Wallsend's End's win means again, like in a couple of these other grades, they will back up in a week and a half's time and they will have to take on Aberglassen again in the elimination final. Uh, in the other games, Waratah uh, Mayfield, 66-10 to 10 winners over Maitland United. And Dudley hung on at the death, 30-24, to 24 to defeat the Malaboola Panthers. And as I said, that does unfortunately eliminate the Panthers' men's. They started the season really well, but a number of injuries have crueled their run. That means that uh, the latter finishes like this, the minor premiers are the Waratah Mayfield Cheaters on 16 competition points, Dudley finish on 14 competition points, Aberglass in third on 12, Walls End on 10, Malibu on 8 and Maitland United unfortunately winless. It's been a tough year for them after initially nominating for A grade, didn't quite get the cattle they thought they might and uh, slid all the way down into the B grade and, and couldn't quite chalk a win but hats off to them, they continued to roll out, turned up most weeks and... Uh, had a bit of a crack where they could. They got close to a couple of sides in a couple of encounters, but unfortunately couldn't break that duck. So we look forward to having them back in 2021. The semifinals, again, like all of them, Saturday the 10th of October. We will see the uh, Waratah side host Dudley 315 at Waratah Oval, the second, of, the second last game of the day there. And the curtain raiser of that one at 1 o'clock. It is and taking on Walls End. So it's a double header of the B grade. It'll be uh, a good chance for anyone uh, that's got... Um, wants to cast their eye over the B grade to see both finals back to back there, as I said the winner of Waratah and Dudley will go through to the grand final on the 24th of October and get another rest week, while the loser will play the winner of Aberglassen and Wallsend Maryland. Next up, it is the win network premiership A grade, Uh, the results from the weekend, Northern Lakes first grade were credited the two points after West Wallsend were uh, pushed out of the competition uh, the week previous, Uh, Thornton had a forfeit against Dora Creek. Unfortunately, they couldn't get the numbers up to take on the Swampies, and that gives the Swampies the minor premiership. Glendale had a win over Fingal Bay Bomboras, 28 points to 18, and Western Suburbs, their first win in the A-grade competition, 48-22 over University, saw them sneak into sixth place. It was basically the winner of that game takes all. West had to win by 14 or more to creep in, and they did that, so they leapfrog University. Unfortunately, that sees the Last year, the last two years, B grade grand finalists pick up the wooden spoon. Uh, they've had a very disrupted season with COVID and a number of other things, so they've done well to fight through this far. But West get the win there in a high-scoring encounter. Great to see the messages they were sending, uh, and uh, anyone that's seen the shots from pre-game uh, with their "Say No to Racism" banners and those sorts of things was a really good message and great to see. But uh, that means the semi-finals week one again. Same bat channel Saturday, the tenth of October. All of the semi-finals. It will be The A-grade games will be spread out over three grounds and uh, certainly uh, some bumper clashes to have a look at here. Uh, we will have Dora Creek. They will host West in the uh, first versus sixth battle at 4.15pm at St. John Oval. That'll close the day out there, as will each of these at their respective venues. Northern Lakes will take on Fingal Bay, 3.45pm up at Lakeside Oval. And at 335 at Malabula Sporting Complex, it'll be the Thornton Beresfield Bears hosting the Glendale Gorillas. There's some cracking clashes there. they certainly be worth getting out to and hanging around if you're at the ground earlier. Make sure, as I said before, you do, when attending the finals, follow the current COVID restrictions and uh, do the right thing as you're getting out to all those games. Jump now into the Newcastle Rugby League and uh, there was some... Close results in the uh, first grade competition and they'll be the ones that we will look at from the weekend. Obviously now we've had Central Newcastle after that tragedy that uh, struck their club earlier in the year. They have withdrawn from the first grade competition and will not participate in the final rounds. And as such the uh, slate of games was a little bit limited last weekend. We had uh, an undefeated Wyong travelled up to Harker Oval to take on the Western Suburbs. Rosella's, and, and it was an absolutely cracking game. It was decided late in the game. It was an arm wrestle. It was close. It was to and fro, and uh, it was West that broke Wyong's undefeated run with an 18 points to 12 win, and we'll undoubtedly see more of those two sides as we head into the finals. Uh, the other game on the weekend, again, very close. Couldn't separate these two sides. Lakes, whose uh, finals run is uh, unfortunately done and dusted. They took on Souths and managed to hang on for a 20-all draw down there at Carl Oval. Uh, so that sees the ladder at the moment sitting Wyong, on the minor premiers with one round to go on, 18 points. Cessnock and West fighting out for second, third, um, currently both on 14 points. Cessnock with a far superior for and against. Souths on 13 points. Lakes on nine. Central now having withdrawn will stay on eight. And Maitland will remain on six. So, not a lot separating the teams. West will have a bye heading into the final round. So, Cessnock and South will have their work cut out. Uh, actually, I believe South will also have a bye because they were scheduled initially to play central. So, both those sides will uh, move forward onto uh, 16 and 15 points respectively. So, Cessnock, a loss to Lakes on Friday night, would uh, see them finish the ladder... Uh, finish the season in fourth place. They currently sit in second. They could drop down to fourth depending on that result. A win will see them keep second. Uh, they can't really finish in third. So they'll either finish second or fourth depending on results and that will determine whether they play against uh, West in week one or whether they play against Wyong at Wyong. So it could be the difference between a home semi-final as well. So the two games this weekend, 8.15pm on Friday night. It is Cessnock taking on Lakes. That one will be plenty on show. Undoubtedly, Robbie Payne will have his... Troops G'd up for a big game there and uh, trying to finish their season off with a bang, and uh, Toddy Edwards will be looking to take on one of his former clubs with it and uh, secure a home semi-final for his go so that one will be interesting. Saturday of the long weekend, 3 o'clock, Maitland taking on Wyong. Maitland with a point to prove. They did pick up uh, two points last week by virtue of central withdrawing, but uh Unfortunately, uh, this is going to be a big clash for them. Wyong will be primed to bounce back. Captain coach Mitch Williams will certainly have the boys up and about as they try and head into sudden death semifinals with a win. Uh, they want to head in in good form. Uh, unfortunately, as I said, South and West will have the bye, which means that there's one less game there. But uh, there's a bit of a broken slate with a few teams having withdrawn. Uh, we'll have a few other games uh, underway as we speak on Thursday night. Wests are playing Nelson Bay in the under-19s. Uh, at Harker Oval. In other games, Cessnock on Friday night, as we said, they'll play Lakes in first grade. The 19s will open the night there. It'll be Macquarie and Lakes in the under-19s, which uh, is, it will be an interesting clash, but uh, but both those sides sort of somewhat set in where they'll finish. Uh, Lakes sit atop the ladder and can lock in the minor premiership with a win, while Macquarie will be doing their darndest to avoid a wooden spoon, but uh, a loss there will, will quite possibly assign them to that. Uh and then also uh, on Friday night, the reserve grade at Harker Oval again will be West taking on Curry. West currently sitting uh, atop the reserve grade while Curry is sitting in fifth. A win will be needed to qualify for the finals. Six teams still alive in that race for the reserve grade finals. So it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Only four competition points separating first and sixth. a mate on the two sides that are out of the reckoning there. So it'll be an interesting one. The reserve grade race into the finals will also have south and central on Sunday, uh, sorry, Saturday at Towns and Overland, Maitland and Wyong as well. So Wyong out of the race as, uh, sorry, Wyong well in the race there in third and uh, those guys as well as Central and South will be looking for a win and hoping that other results go their way. Uh, it is a full slate on Saturday, Maitland and Wyong, all four grades while Townsend Oval will see uh, Blues tag 19s and reserves starting at 12 o'clock the games at Maitland starting at 11. So uh, a bump, a couple of Outings there on Saturday if you want to get there. Friday night, obviously it's a little bit too late. The ship sailed for Thursday night footy. Hopefully you're already there and you're enjoying this podcast on a Friday morning. Uh, but there's plenty of footy around. Uh, Friday night first grade's hard to go past. You don't see, very, see it very often, especially when there's a home semifinal berth on the line with Cessnock. So plenty of good footy. Make sure you get down and check it out. Now we're getting into uh, the bit that everyone's been hanging on and listening on for. It is the League Castle Bachelor of the Year time. We are getting to the heat, heated end of this competition as well as the heated end of the finals. And uh, look, we're now at a point where we're going to be able to reveal our three judges and give you a little intro to them. The judging will happen over the next week or two and we will reveal prior to uh, the Newcastle Rugby League Grand Finals the winner of our League Castle Bachelor of the Year. We do have five nominees. We've got four Newcastle and Hunter players, one Newcastle Rugby League referee as well. So it's all, uh, they're all throwing their hats in the ring. First of all, kudos to those five nominees. We We will keep their names under wraps for the time being, but really excited to being able to, show those people to you uh, in the uh, coming week or so, and uh, also getting together with the our lovely judges who've given up their time, and uh, all girls who are involved in the footy scene themselves, uh, so we're really looking forward to those girls uh, being revealed, and uh, we will certainly reveal them to you uh, on tonight's show, so first of all, I will name the three judges, so... Uh lovely ladies that we've got uh, joining us for the league castle bachelor of the year as judges are none other than central newcastle's tani millgate uh, abby rayner from the stroud raiders and jordan bennett from the fingal bay bomboras ladies tag side we've had the opportunity to catch up with all three of those so we'll introduce you to all three of the girls uh in the coming minutes and uh then we'll uh, be looking forward to judging the show, uh, judging the finalists with them, as I said, next week. So we'll kick it off, uh, first of all, with Abby Rayner from the Stroud Raiders. And then the other two judges will join us as well with a little intro as to why they've chosen to judge the uh, League Castle Bachelor of the Year, throwing their hat in the ring and uh, what they think makes a great bachelor and an eligible bachelor of the year for League Castle. And we're here with the first of our League Castle Bachelor of the Year judges, Abby Rayner from the Stroud Raiders. Abby, welcome to League Castle.
2: Oh, thank you so much for having
1: me. Well, thank thank you, first of all. Uh, you you were very quick out of the blocks and uh, put your hand up and, and made yourself available to uh help with the uh very, very tough task of judging from our what's now five finalists in the League Castle Bachelor of the Year. It's uh it's our inaugural year and, and trying to get judges was, was obviously a, k- a key piece because, let's be honest, I'm I'm not in a really good position to be judging bachelors, that's for sure, so you're probably in a better <laughs> spot than me.
2: Yeah, no, well, I mean, someone's got to do it,
1: so... Exactly right. So I'm glad we've got the three of you ladies to uh, cast your eye over the talent that we have or or lack thereof, depending on, on who you ask. We've got a bit of a mixed bag Uh Four boys from uh, Newcastle and Hunter clubs, I think, from recollection, and, and one referee who's thrown his hat in the ring. So that'll be an interesting one.
2: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah that could
1: That's be very cool. interesting. I don't, I don't know, you know, with finals coming up, I don't know where his appointments are going to be. So maybe you want to keep him yeah, on yeah. side. Yeah, yeah, I would to maybe just
2: uh, let, let me know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think I think he normally does grade. So our our, uh, our third judge might be uh might be more more equipped to know a little bit more about him, and we'll get to her later on, but. Uh, Abby, I guess, give us a bit of background on yourself. You obviously, as I let, led to in the uh, intro there, you play for the Stroud Raiders uh, in the ladies' league mm-hmm. tag. But um, tell us a bit about yourself and football first of all.
2: Yeah, um, I guess I've just you know been absolutely footy mad pretty much since I was born. Um, you know, got old, older brothers and the younger brother who have played all their lives, um, and I think it got to the point when you know I was old enough, and um, the first year that ladies' league tag was in the bay is that three years ago. Uh, and I literally couldn't have signed up any quicker. Um, you know, absolutely loved playing for the bombies And then um, the last two years, I've played with pretty much all of my best friends out at Stroud. Um, and, you know, we've got our coach, um, Simon Chappell. And he is absolutely, you know, no mean to name drop, but absolutely, you know, one of the biggest inspirations. I think best blokes anyone knows.
1: Yeah, agreed.
2: Um, so, Yeah. Yeah, so ha- having him as the coach out there definitely, you know, made it easier, um, you know, to move from playing in the Bay to out at Stroud. Um, it's, just, it's just a really good club out there. I think, you know, it's a really, you know, community-based um, place. Yep. And, you know, it's nice to, you know, have literally the whole support of the community and the boys team as well. Um, so that's probably why, you know, why I'll be continuing to play out there. I guess, just as long as I can.
1: And you'll certainly have um, a coach now who might have his attention finally completely dedicated to coaching rather than his illustrious long, long playing career. I think he's been playing since, I think he, he said to me that he made his first, first played rugby league in the 70s, so we weren't even thoughts back then. But uh, No,
2: exactly. That, that's why I, I think he, he really wanted to play this year um, because it, now I can say that he's played over five decades.
1: It's an, impress- it's an impressive feat now. You mentioned the, Str- the, yeah. Str- the Stroud boys. There's no nominees from Stroud, and, and I know you've got ties to Fingal as well. Are you surprised that neither of those clubs have got entrance in, in the Bachelor of the Year this year? Is there anyone that you think should have thrown their hat in the ring or are you a bit disappointed that, that some of them didn't have a crack?
2: Um, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say disappointed. Uh, most of the Stroud boys are all, you know, in very happy relationships. Um, and the other ones, I think, just like to get on the piss every weekend. So yeah, I do right, really so think that yeah. <laughs>
1: they're... Settled, in, settled into one lifestyle or the other, either the, the, ma- the married lifestyle, so to speak, or the um, mar- married to their mates and the, and the beverages.
2: And, yeah, that's exactly right. They've will for a beer after footy and then usually carry on until the Sunday.
1: Yeah, right. Okay. Well, I'm sure they'll get there eventually. And, um, yeah, when they do, we'll welcome mm-hmm. their, their entrance, entries in further years of... Uh, the Bachelor of the Year, but I guess tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, what, why are you qualified to uh, to be a judge on on the uh, League Castle Bachelor of the Year?
2: Oh, uh, I guess I, you know, have had my fair share of experience. I suppose to say <laughs> um, with boys who play football, right? yeah. And uh, I, yeah, I just think that you know, I I can be a fair judge, and yep. you know, I know what to look out for. I suppose then.
1: You know, what kind of red flags? Oh, the, the, the red flags sound interesting, but I don't, I don't want to paint anyone into a corner that might be listening. So we might just talk about, <laughs> to, to wrap up your little intro, what qualities do you think? And, and, and just for transparency out there, all of our five nominees have put their entries in, so there's no late changes or additions. So, but what are the mm-hmm. qualities you think, you know, you've had to name a few qualities that uh, an ideal league, castle, bachelor, and, you know, obviously that word league and bachelor, they've got to go together a little bit. So there's got to be a balance, but what are the, what are the qualities you think that they need to have?
2: Um, I think having great banter is one of the best qualities. Um, obviously, that you know relates to being on the field, playing footy with your mates, and also you know being able to have a laugh with your um, that girlfriend, I suppose, as well. Um, someone who can you know share their time. Yeah. Um, that you know, you've obviously got to you know put in effort with your team and also with the person you would like to be with and work and all the rest of it. Um, someone who's family orientated is also a big thing for me. You know, I've got a pretty big family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, someone who you know may not necessarily have to come from a big family, but you know, someone who will you know put in effort. Yeah,
0: um,
2: no. and yeah, I guess, I guess that's kind of being um, good looking is you know also helps. Add a I'm, bonus. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, someone who's who's got a got a good laugh and a nice smile. Absolutely wins
1: in my book. Yeah, well, I, I think the, uh, the the imagery will be the last piece of the judging. So, we, we, and it'll only be used as a tiebreaker. Is sort of the plan that we've got at the moment. So, we might have a look mm-hmm. at you know ju- judging the books not by their cover, but we'll see if we might need to come down to that to split a couple of the boys at the end. Uh, what what yeah,
2: about? No, all oh,
1: good. Yeah, what, what about, you know, you talk about, um, you know, being able to split their time, you know, being open to signing with Stroud Raiders for next year. Would that be high on your uh, agenda? That way you can both be at the same club if you, uh, you know, fall head over heels with our bachelor? <laughs> well,
2: yeah, I think, I mean, you know, it would definitely make it a lot more convenient uh, if they were open to signing up for the Raiders next year. who is absolutely absolutely great club. Um, but, you know, that way we can, you know, see each other at training, after training, dream again, support each other. Be, be, know, be right in my each my other's body. pockets, plenty. Yeah, pretty much.
1: <laughs> Lovely. Well, well we're gonna, we're going to get to our other two judges. I look forward to. Uh, we're going to try and catch up next week and go through our judging, uh, and then we'll have the uh, introduction of that on next week's show. And uh, then the final decision will come the week of the uh, Newcastle Rugby League Grand Finals and the Newcastle and Hunter Preliminary Finals. So we're going to we're going to stretch it out a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I'm really excited to be getting this off the ground. It's taken a little bit of work, and and you've actually done mm-hmm. quite a bit yourself to. You know, you've dragged along a second judge who we're about to meet in a minute. <laughs> um, so we thank you and we, and we look forward to catching up with you next week.
2: Yeah, no, that's a good I'd just like to say one last thing um, would be if the most eligible bachelor goes for the roosters, he was pretty much one
1: in, oh dear. in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if that was one of the questions or not, but we'll, we'll find out soon enough. But uh, we, we'll, catch real, you. Real we'll catch real. you soon, Abby.
2: All right, Tavik, thank you so much for your time.
1: I'm joined by the second of our ladies judges for the League Castle Bachelor of the Year. She's none other than central ladies league tag player Tani Milgate. Tani, thank you for joining us on the show.
0: Thanks for having me, Chris.
1: Uh, We appreciate uh, you giving up a little bit of your time, not only tonight but also in the coming coming week to judge this undoubtedly fine panel of five gentlemen that have nominated themselves for the inaugural League Castle Bachelor of the Year. Uh, Are you looking forward to it? Looking forward to having some involvement here?
0: Yeah, I can't wait. I've been looking forward to it for a couple
1: of weeks now. So, oh, hopefully they uh, surprise in a positive way, and uh, we're not sort of you know scraping the barrel when we look when we see who we've got. So, yeah.
0: Uh,
1: as, as I touched on with Abby just before from Stroud, uh, we've got five nominees. One from the referees, which is a little bit of a dark horse, and look, he's, he's someone that referees actually were talking about four or ten's of referee in the. In the uh, grade competition if that's what you want to call it so someone yep. you might have crossed paths with I'm not sure uh, we won't name names at the moment but uh, it be interesting hopefully he doesn't have one of your semifinals and, and, you, and you vote him out that'd be awkward
2: <laughs> very awkward
0: that's <laughs> uh, alright he's,
1: he, he's got plenty of flack for me in, in recent uh, weeks just about general things so I'm sure he's got a pretty <laughs> thick skin anyway but uh I guess give us a bit of a background about yourself. When did you start out with footy? Um, you know, have you followed on from a young age? Did you play when you were younger? When did you get into the ladies' league to, uh, Give us a bit of a rundown on, on Tani Millgate and, and your footballing involvement.
0: Yeah, so I grew up in, um, on a coastal town called Nambucca Heads and um, my parents actually got me into rugby league when I was 12 years old. So I played um, with boys and because there was no pathway after 12 year old after being 12, then that was the end of it for me. And then um, when I moved out west to Moree, um for my teaching, I joined the Ladies League tag out there because it was the first year for the Moree Balls and I had a great first year there. And then when I moved to Newcastle, um, Central, oh, it, it wasn't actually, the comp wasn't actually in Newcastle yet. Um, but when it started, I ended up picking Central because of my um, brother-in-law who played for Central as well. Um, so I'm currently in my fourth year for Central Newcastle and um, a great bunch of girls and a great club to be around.
1: Yeah, stalwart of the uh, Newcastle Rugby League Ladies League tag uh, with four years up, up under your belt. And, and we're talking about this before yeah. off-air, the, uh, the, the Butcher girls are going pretty well this year, uh, sitting second at the moment in a big final round, clash to prep you for finals.
0: Yeah, so we've had, a, um, we had actually two losses at um, the start of the season to um, Maitland and West. Um, but we've actually powered back and got back into our, the way we play and um, hopefully we finish strong.
1: Yeah, lovely. And um, we talked about it also off-air, no nominees from Central. Uh, I, don't, I don't think we've got any nominees from any of the grade clubs, actually, which was a little surprising. We had a few names thrown around, and, and I'll see if you pick who, who the one was that was sort of pushed up from Central initially, but is there anyone you're surprised hasn't, hasn't backed themselves or, ha- or um, been nominated by one of their mates uh, from, from your club?
0: Yeah, I thought um, young Kyle Kingston, um, who plays first grade, would have nom- nominated himself, but um, maybe his injury um, stopped him from doing that. Possibly, I'm not sure.
1: <laughs> he, he, he was the one that a few people approached us about, and um, look, yeah, you know, uh, if um, if the rig, the rig was the judging criteria, he's in pretty good nick, Kyle. So uh, might have done himself yeah. a disservice, but you know, who knows, hopefully for his sake he's not eligible for it next year, but we might see him around in, in version two once we see how successful this is, you know, when the girls undoubtedly yes. flock in for all these eligible gentlemen.
0: <laughs> Most definitely.
1: <laughs> uh, so you, you mentioned before you're a teacher, tell us a little bit more about yourself and, and I guess what qualifies you as a, as a judge for the League Castle Bachelor of the Year? Um,
0: firstly, yeah, I'm a primary school teacher and I teach out in Cessnock, um, but I do live in Newcastle. Um, I have two sisters and my mum and dad and I grew up in a town, small town like I mentioned earlier, Woodenham Heads, which is where I currently am for school holidays. Um, I think I I was pretty stoked when you did ask me to be on the judging panel because everything that I do is to do with rugby league, especially you know with my job. Um, I get to coach um, and guide the. My students at my school to play rugby league, even the girls too. So, um, you know, I'm a diehard Parramatta supporter as well. So everything I do is is football.
1: Yeah, it was it was one of the reasons that your name did get suggested to us when we were starting to look around for some some judges. Someone just said that you absolutely live and breathe footy, and uh, yeah, um, yeah, certainly, um, yeah, been you know heavy involvement there as you said with the school as well, and. You know, you can't help that poor taste in Parramatta, but that's all right. We'll let you go on that one.
0: <laughs> I cop that everywhere I go as well. Yeah, it,
1: could, it could be worse. Our first judge is a Roosters fan, so you know you're not you're not the worst oh. off in this group. So as, as long as as long as when I catch up with Jordan Bennett, our third judge, she doesn't tell me she's a manly fan, we'll be okay. <laughs> can't be
0: any worse than a manly supporter. <laughs> yeah, exactly right.
1: But um, I guess to wrap up, and again, I'll clarify because we did this in the first uh, when we caught up with Abby. We we have got all the nominations in, so there's no chance of the boys tweaking their answers now. But what qualities should someone have to be the League Castle Bachelor of the Year? Do you think?
0: I think um, the big one is um, integrity. So, honesty. You know, um, a kind, a kind um, gentleman, respectful, um, caring, a team player. If I'm relating it back to rugby league, yep. um, and I think also enjoys sport
1: especially footy. Yeah, I think we'll probably tick that box with all five of them in their different elements. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, certainly looking forward to it. Uh, we're going to try and, uh, I guess, keep it as anonymous as we can as we go through and judge them on their on their submissions. Um, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we'll wait and see. And uh, ho- hopefully we can uh, not only find a winner, but um, hopefully, uh, as I said, there'll be some girls flocking in for these single eligible men and uh, they might uh, find love. And none of, Hopefully we see 2021 with a whole new batch of contestants and none of these guys are eligible.
0: Yeah, sounds good. Looking All
1: right, well, lovely. Well, we're looking forward to it uh, here at the show, and I know that you girls are that are judging as well. So, we're going to try and uh, schedule something in uh, in the coming week or so to uh, catch up and try and uh, get a bit of a record together and, and assess these fi- fine young men that have nominated themselves and put themselves. I think it's pretty brave, actually, to, to have put themselves up, up for public scrutiny. Um, yeah, absolutely. So- you know, unfortunately, we couldn't get Joe, Joe Woodbury, though. He was um, committed to The Bachelor. So, <laughs> He's already uh,
0: on the real one. <laughs> yeah, exa-
1: well, you know, so, some people say that this, this is a bigger honour, but we'll wait and see, I guess. So uh, <laughs> thanks again for your time and, and sneaking away from your uh, your respite as, as you're back home on holidays. And uh, we look forward to uh, talking with you some more. And uh, finally, over the next couple of weeks, uh, announcing and unveiling our inaugural League Castle Bachelor of the Year. Thanks, Tani. Awesome. Thank
0: you very much, Chris.
1: That was, of course, Abby Rayner from the Stroud Raiders and Tani Milgate from the Central Newcastle Butcherbirds. We thank them for their time and appreciate them giving up some more time in the coming weeks to judge our five undoubtedly fine specimens who've thrown their hat in the ring to be named as the inaugural League Castle Bachelor of the Year, and we're really looking forward to this. Everyone's embraced it in the right way. Uh, unfortunately, as, as uh, the girls have pointed out, there's a couple of suspects they thought might have thrown their hat in the ring who haven't, but we've got a quality field of five, and, and we look forward to whittling that down to one over the next couple of weeks. So that brings to a close another great episode of Leadcastle. I appreciate you tuning in. It's probably not the best because it's mostly been me talking, unfortunately. Uh, we look forward to returning with a special co-host over the next couple of weeks, uh, joining us and uh, talking all things finals. But make sure you get down. As I said, there's only a few grounds around this weekend. Cessnock, and Cessnock Sports Ground and Harker Oval on Friday night. Maitland Showground, uh, Sports Ground sorry, and Townsend Oval on Friday saturday for a couple of slates of games enjoy your long weekend those of you who are newcastle and hunter players uh, rest up get yourself ready for finals commiserations to those teams that haven't made it any further than finals here's to starting to prep for next year we look forward to seeing the competition being bigger and better lots of sides will return in 2021 but thanks again to everyone who's tuned in not only tonight but uh throughout the season and again appreciate all those people that have reached out looking for the show last week uh, unfortunately we didn't deliver last week but we're back this week and uh Let us know who you'd like to hear on the show as a guest host next week. Uh, Make sure to rate and review us, as I said, on iTunes. And uh, drop us a message on the page once you've put a review on iTunes, and we'll try and read it out and give you a shout-out. We um, look forward to catching up with you next week. Make sure to check out our sponsors, Textbet, .textbet www.textbet.com.au. And, of course, Newey Threads, the great guys at Newey Threads who've been partners with us all year. Make sure to check out our tipping competitions. There's still a couple of weeks to go. We're going to run through the finals for both the Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League and the Newcastle Rugby League. Check out our social media, LeagueCastleAU on Instagram, LeagueCastleAU on Twitter, and LeagueCastleAUS on Facebook. We hope to see you around at the footy this weekend. If not, we'll catch you around at the finals. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of League Castle and we'll chat to you next week. We
0: go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson. Runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. And it's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window get a second. You're listening to League Cup, Newcastle
1: 100 is the home Rugby League.